by for action. Anything can happen in the next hour. Welcome to episode 502 of the Paranoid School Rock Show. My name's Armitage and over the course of the next hour I'll be playing your music that you should hear on the radio, but don't. One, two, three, Episode 502? What happened to 501? I hear you cry. Well, on the 20th, I went up to the Royal Albert Hall to see the Dam's 40th anniversary gig. Three glorious hours they played, for which I recorded on my trusty digital recorder, the fruits of which I unleashed onto the interweb last Sunday. However, just so you don't feel overlooked and left out, and uh, as I don't really play that much Damned, I shall treat you to the live in-session version of Ignite that the band recorded for Mark Riley's Six Music Show on the 19th. Here's one for all you smokers out there. <laughs> it's called Ignite. <laughs> Summer 
Nothing out of here but it's rushing to my head No pleasure tonight in lying in bed Like a candle man must ignite I'm gonna set the world alight That's the quickest guitar change I've seen for a while. Apart from hearing the damned playing live, the gig at the Royal Albert Hall was a great chance to catch up with all the usual suspects and make some new ones. The Goat, which is about a 10 minute walk from the venue, was deemed the place damned disciples should meet. So many people turned up the place ran out of glasses to pour that amber nectar into. When I arrived, a bus had crashed outside. Uh, with the pavement completely blocked by Ernest Danfads. However, I still managed to find Tom from the Phobics, Andy from Fear and Loathing, and long-time loyal damned and punks and Kevin, who pressed two commemorative damn badges into my outstretched hand. Once inside the Albert Hall, I walked straight into Uber Rock's Dom Daly, and we immediately started comparing bands that were currently doing it for us. Well... To be honest, he did the informing whilst I eagerly listened and took notes. However, one band's latest album that we've both been sent was uh, Voodoo Eye by the Witch Doctors. The band are playing the Alley Cat on Thursday, that's the 2nd of June future, and non Wall Rock Radio listeners to launch said album. Uh, even if the record label has the release date as the 17th. Uh, the second also doubles as the Squirrel's birthday bash, except... She'll be seeing Steve Vai, who is playing the London Palladium, leading friend of the show and squirrel associate Arkwright, and my good self to party in instead. Uh, as both of us have work the next day, the partying will be strictly limited. I can guarantee I will leave her a respectful time with Arkwright having to escort the squirrel home from the crowbar. No doubt he'll crash at mine. Good job, he has his own front door key. Here's the title track. <laughs> I know Eyes are burning yellow And skin as white as snow Rolling on a hurricane Monkey on her back Hiding by the levee Behind the old smokestack Outside the city limits around the break of day Took me by the hand and weeping I'm led Along the twisted path flames are burning round the head
two bands in moderation that I hadn't heard of before. First up were Mink Daggers from I think somewhere in California. Their Facebook page says Port City but doesn't give much else away. Thank goodness for Google as I discovered the band got together to play the Dam's first album uh, Prospector's album tribute show. Guitarists and vocalists Patrick Dean McQueen and Ho13 have been in various bands beforehand, sharing a mutual admiration for the aforementioned Damned, bringing in Mitchell Cartwright and George E. Disguster from The Hitches and Mr. My Rain Gar for the gig. Obviously, the band realised they had something special going on and went full steam ahead into playing live and uh, have to date, recorded the very excellent Sinister Six EP with new material being recorded as I talk. From the aforementioned Sinister Six, this is The Last Backhand from Paradise.
Band number two were from LA, Rough Kids. This time, Facebook was a bit more forthcoming in the information department. The band have two albums out, uh, with their self-title being the most recent, being released out only in March. Their debut, The State I'm In, came out in 2013 and is available to download for free from the band's Bandcamp record label site. That will be Sorry State. The band remind me of the adverts. Uh, See what you think with Lights Out, which is available as a limited 7-inch, which I haven't got, so you'll just have to make do with the album version. things that are frustrating when you're a record collector the record label of one of your collectible bands will every so often reissue something you already have with alternate artwork slightly different track listing and incorporating b-sides and radio edits meaning to keep the collection going you have to basically fork out for new packaging the other is the band and all record label will lovingly go through the archives for a special anniversary box set release original master tapes will be restored pressed onto virgin 180 gram vinyl demos outtakes different mixes and gigs recorded at the time will be spread over three cds with an extensive sleeve notes and unseen photographs unfortunately there's a catch the price i think metallica's kill em all and ride the lightning box sets the price is an eye-watering 100 quid each and that doesn't include postage and packaging so when I read that Ramon's debut album was getting the 40th anniversary box set treatment, I felt a mixture of joy and trepidation. The box set includes three CDs, a book and an LP. As expected, a remastered stereo version of the album on one disc, swiftly followed by a mono mix. Disc 2 features single mixes, demos and outtakes, with disc 3 having taken on both live sets the band recorded at the Roxy on August 12th, 1976. The actual 12-inch is the mono version of the album. After looking at the price behind the sofa, through my fingers in case I got too scared, I was relieved that the box set was only $64.98, which in real money is about 48 quid. Unfortunately, shipping from the States is about £23, bringing the total cost to £71. I shared the link to the Ramones website on social media only to be informed that I'll probably get stung for import duty and Amazon UK have it to pre-order for £36.50 with free shipping. But as any good record collector will tell you, You should have bought it when you saw it.
with New York City six years after D-Generation got back together the band are to release an album of all new material their first since 1999's Through the Darkness although we have had a tease with Queens of A and Piece of the Action record store day release last year Nothing Is Anywhere is due to hit the real and virtual record stores on July the 29th and features the classic lineup of Jesse Mallon who I'll be seeing at the borderline on the 15th of July Harry Pyro Richie Bacchus Danny Sage and Michael Wildwood 13 tracks of well what D-Generation do best and to prove it here's 21st Century Blues
generation you heard the outside hours from barcelona and the end of the world from the 2012 devil's right hand album a new album which is due out a lot sooner than g generations is law and order by ulysses which sees the light of day next friday that was the third of june future and on wall rock radio listeners as i've already played the album title track i've settled on smiling for your listening pleasure it's very 70s sounding deliberately so i think reminding me of mungo cherry with flavors of john lennon's crippled inside well, i can still feel you smiling down on me
The Hit Priests have, of course, since I last played their and everyone else's contribution to Alice Cooper's Split 7-inch, which was only a couple of weeks ago, have gone and released yet another 7-inch single. I think they're up to about number 14 now, probably in as many weeks. The band, who have, they have no label backing, choosing to fund releases through sheer hard work, relying on gigs, merch and fans purchasing records after they've been recorded to fuel their existence it's uh, an old school approach that started in the 60s right up to the 80s if you want to keep the momentum going be seen and get your product out there the hit priest release in a year what some major chart bothering artists dish out in the whole of their career uh, and i'm a proud to be spasm gang member number 55 uh, the band's new single is a double a side in the truest sense of the word as both tracks in question or on side one, with a flip sporting the hand-screened Hip Priest logo. The two tracks in question are Living, Breathing, Lightning with Golden Black. That uh, sounds like this. Yeah. 
that doesn't get them catapulted into... No, it's never going to work, is it? Right, pledge time, or in this case, GoFundMe. Uh, a month or so ago, I told you that Adam Bomb had started a crowdfund uh, so he could get his amps, cabs and guitars shipped back to the States from his current location of Amsterdam. The figure that he needed to raise was $3,500, which I'm pleased to tell you he surpassed by 100 bucks. So well done, everyone who donated. Now, I read last week that the Wildfire Festival in Scotland had started a GoFundMe campaign to help finance its fifth outing, having, even selling more tickets than previous years, fallen well short of even breaking even. Five grand would see the festival going head-to-head on a smaller scale, with 10,000 taking the festival to how the organiser had envisioned it. In the space of eight days, 331 people had raised about 6,250 quid, uh, which is absolutely fantastic and reaffirms my belief in human nature. However... What happens next year when it comes to the sixth Wildfire Festival? Will the organisers increase ticket prices? Will the cost of trade stand pitches go up? Or will the artist's payment go down? Because surely you can't expect to crowdfund a festival two years in a row. But then from what I've read, Wildfire is a fantastic platform for new music and emerging rock and metal talent. So where else are these bands going to get the exposure? I shared the link to Adam's GoFundMe campaign on social media where the squirrel replied, I hope someone will start a GoFundMe campaign to get one of my bases back from my ex who lives in Finland. As a passing gesture, Adam has just shot a video for Stranded, which seemed apt. Uh, The song originally appeared on Michael Monroe's 2003 What You Want album, which was quietly released two months after Hanoi Rock's comeback album, 12 Shots on the Rocks. At that time, Adam was Michael's solo guitar player of choice. Adam's version can be found along with other songs that he and Michael recorded on his Rock Like Fuck CD, which uh, I think he put out in 2005.
I got caught out last Monday when Cricket and the Genie by the Claypool Lenham Delirium was played on the radio. So I thought the tracking question was by Ghost. It wasn't until the song had finished and Mr DJ for once did his job and relayed all the relevant information, including the fact that the band's debut album, Monolith of Phobis, is due out next Friday, that I realised my error. Whilst travelling on Thursday between various drinking and eating establishments, as it was Mrs A's birthday, I played the aforementioned Monolith of Phobis to pick a suitable track to obviously play to you. This album is mental, exclaimed the birthday girl. Sounds like Sid-era Pink Floyd if you'd taken even more hallucinogenic drugs.
That was Captain Lorette by the Claypool Lennon Delirium, who, as the name implies, features Les Claypool from Primus and Sean Lennon, Neil Diamond's nephew. More new music time, and Watts from Boston are all set to release their follow-up to 2014's Flash of White Light, an album I think you should own, in the shape and form of the Black Heart of Rock and Roll on the 10th of June. With an album title like that, the venue of the same name in Camden would be the ideal place for Watts to play if they were ever to make it over to this side of the pond. In the meantime, here's a little taster from the aforementioned and said album, Up All Night. yesterday was the Black Bomber self-titled debut on Easy Action Records. To coincide with the album release, the band also played their debut London show at the Nambuka with eight rounds rapid following afterwards. With a door price of six quid, there seemed to be no excuse to miss this gig unless alcohol the night before put pay to any travelling the next day, no matter how late in the day it was my head. I have heard that Black Bombers will be supporting label mate Brian James on the 6th of July, so I guess I'll see them there. This is Come On Over, with no sense of irony.
once again that's your lot for another week thanks for listening and i look forward to you hearing me next week until then take it easy (laughs) 